So when you're buying an investment property, it's really key to understand the condition of the house that you're buying. You don't want to buy something where it's about to fall down or it's infested with termites, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to go into detail about this. I'm John Pigeon. You're listening to My Millennial Daily. All right, John. Darren Sanders from the My Millennial Money Facebook community has asked this question. Looking at an investment property, who is best to engage to ensure a property meets the rental standards, e.g. property in Vic? Thank you, John Pigeon, he says. No worries, Darren. Thanks for chiming in. This made me think about the greater picture, Shell. In answering his question, first of all, uh, a good property manager is critical. And in a previous episode, I've spoken about team of people and, and how to recruit a property manager and those sort of things. But a property manager will generally go through this head to toe and give you an understanding of the condition of the property and what it needs to do and what it needs to meet rental standards. Now, in Victoria, they've had an overhaul in the last 12 to 18 months where there's a lot high requirements to make that property up to standard for any tenant living in it, which I think is fantastic, but it may come at a cost of a potential investor. So Darren's asking this question before he's bought that property. So it's hard to actually get a property manager to do it when you haven't actually bought the property yet. So my tip with that for you, Darren, is to think about what's your overall strategy. Do you want to buy a property that's got add value potential. Now, add value generally meaning cosmetic renovation or structural renovation. So the cosmetic renovation often may include things to bring it up to rental standards, right? So depending on the location in which you're buying, what I would do if I was in this situation is to actually go and speak to the dealing agent that you're looking at buying the property off and say, look, have you got a property management team Okay, yes, you have. Fantastic. Are you able to run your eyes over it and give me a list of things that we would need to bring this up to rental standard? Because it may be owned by an owner-occupier. So there's no rental standards when it comes to that. So understanding who's selling the property and then getting a property manager to just run their eyes over it along with a building and pest inspection. That is absolutely non-negotiable. We need to get that when buying a house. Are there red flags when you're looking at buying a property that's been an owner-occupier where we haven't maybe had tenants in, so we haven't had to meet those standards? Are there things that you look for? Look, uh, and, and speaking to Vic, because Darren's mentioned it, uh, the, the big ones are heating and cooling, um, having acceptable door locks and window locks and, and ventilation. So they're, they're probably the main ones that, that have come into play that have requirements. But if when you do a building and pest inspection, we've got to look at the major defects. So there'll be major defects and minor defects. The building and pest inspection, if there's any major defects, we've got to seriously look at that and understand, is this a game changer or can we rectify that at minimal cost? And then the minor defects are often things that come at a cost, but they don't need to be necessarily done straight away. John, do you have like for your investment properties, do you have a buffer set aside with the expectation of there'll be these kinds of problems where I'll need to continually address when a new tenant comes in and they want improvements to be made? Like, do you have stuff set aside ready to go for that? Yeah, great question. The answer to that is yes. 
you should always have a buffer, just like we have a buffer in our life, we'll also have a property buffer. That amount needed is going to be varied because of the age of the property that you've got, the the rent that you're getting in, the vacancy rates, the loan amount, all these variables that we need to assess and create our own comfortable buffer amount. But yes, you should have something up your sleeve so that if the tenant moves out and a new one moves in and, and the property manager says, look, it's not up to standard, you need to replace the heating and cooling. There's just five to six, seven grand straight away that you need to, to come up with. So absolutely, you need to have that buffer. But again, going back to Darren's question, before we buy the property, we also need to have a little bit up our sleeve based on what the building and pest says and also what the property manager's report has said prior to purchasing. So we're going to take a break and when I come back, I've got one final piece of information that everyone needs to hear. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, John, what do we need to know more on this rental standards concept? Yes, so there's actually two parts to this. One is we're thinking about the rental standards to just to comply with law and the state that we're buying in has a different set of laws. So we need to understand, first of all, what state are we buying in and what are your tenancy laws? And any property manager will have that up their sleeve ready to give you. You can look at it and run through that and say, yes, I need to meet minimum standards when I'm purchasing this house. If you've already got a a house and the standards have changed, then you need to adhere to that. And usually there'll be a window in which you need to get that done by. But overarching of all of this is not only are we looking at minimum standards, but we're looking at, well, what is our strategy with real estate? Are we buying a property to add some value to? And if we are, we may want to add value to that sooner rather than later so we can extract some equity out to go and buy more property or do something else in our life. So don't just look at the rental standards, look at what's our strategy and don't just shy away from potential small short-term issues in rental standards when actually those type of properties could be great properties for your overall wealth. Love it. Okay. This is a tiny bit of an aside, but if you can hit me with a 30-second version, a friend of mine was renting a house and they kept hitting the landlords up to improve the standards of living. At what point is it a decision because the landlords didn't end up improving it because what the tenant wanted was more than what was required. What do you do in those scenarios? Look, that's a tough one, Joe, and it's quite common for, for landlords to have these issues or not issues, but the landlord versus the tenant sort of war, who wins? It's met tenancy standards. So officially the landlord doesn't have to do anything, but there's some goodwill to keep a good tenant. So generally if they're a good tenant and you and you want to allow them to continue living in your house, you may meet them halfway with some certain things. So we need to really look at it and, and take it as a grain of salt to are they 
items that we think are standard? Would we want that in our house? Or is it just overkill and the, the tenants expecting too much for the rent that they're paying? Yeah, they want you to put a plunge pull in. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a middle ground there. I, I would assess it on its merits, but tell your friend, is your friend your landlord or the tenant? The tenant. The tenant. Yeah. Tell your friend to not be so precious. No. <laughs> you know. No. Yeah, I'll go. No. Yeah, so be reasonable. Um, don't be a bad person about it and just... And keep good tenants. I like that idea. We need to find that halfway. So keep good tenants, but as a tenant also, sometimes we don't want to be too demanding because sometimes that backfires. It could backfire and it's easier to keep a tenant than to find a new one, although there is a rental shortage, so we need to be aware of that as well. It doesn't mean that landlords take advantage of the tenants either. I'm John Pigeon, and you've been listening to My Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money, also available on Spotify. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.